Hi everybody, it's Karen, your friendly mental health advocate and host of the Model Tongue Podcast. This podcast is all about one of my favorite topics, hobbies, elements of self-care. We're discussing skincare. Please rethink skincare. Today, I welcome the most knowledgeable person I know on skincare. Presley is my go-to for all my skincare needs and has fixed my skin at least three times in the past couple years. And get this, all by video chat because we don't live in the same city. So she's so smart, so talented, and brilliant at what she does. She has a no BS approach, which I like when it comes to skincare because there's a lot of BS when it comes to skincare and products. Presley goes deep in this introduction to rethinking skincare, which is more about taking care of yourself than it is the pursuit of clear and flawless skin. All skin is beautiful. The person listening to this has beautiful skin. And that's just the beginning of this conversation on how we are trying to rethink skincare. We know it's important. We know it's important for our physical health, but it's also important for our mental health. And to be honest, I consider the physical benefits of a skincare routine the cherry on top. Again, listen, all skin is beautiful. All tones, colors, textures, with or without acne, blemishes, bumps, moles, wrinkles, freckles, sunspots, soaked with tears, bags under your eyes, birthmarks, all skin. I challenge you to shift your thinking from wanting good skin to building and getting into the habit of a good skin routine. So shifting from wanting good skin to shifting to wanting a good skin routine. There's a big difference. When it comes to skincare, I personally do worry less about the pursuit of clear skin and focus more on what this skincare routine does for me and my mental and physical health. For example, having a skincare routine, again, there's a difference. I'm separating having good skin it's separate from a good skincare routine. So forget about what my skin looks like. Having a routine helps with my confidence. It helps build a routine into my day, which as we know is great for people who have mental health. It provides a moment for me to slow down, to be in front of the mirror in my bathroom, just me and myself and breathe, massage my face, It's also an opportunity to say my affirmations. It's a wonderful way to check in with yourself and it's a part of self-care. So if you do nothing else for yourself the whole day, then at least you have a moment for yourself at the end of the day. And again, everything that comes after that is a bonus because making skincare all about the pursuit of clear and flawless skin, it's a lot of pressure. And on the days when you simply don't have the spoons for a full skincare routine and can't even wash your face, remember that's okay too. I have those days. Perfect skin in media, on Instagram, on socials, is achieved, you know, a lot of times, but often with using a professional studio, industry lighting, professional makeup, a photographer, editing software, retouching angles, at the very least Facetune and all of these editing apps that are now so easily accessible on our phones. All I'm saying is just be aware of where your baseline of expectations start because it is exhausting pushing yourself to achieve something that doesn't exist, especially when you're already perfect. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, 
I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this and I can't wait to explore more avenues around skincare. So for today, let's welcome my dear friend and brilliant, talented esthetician, Presley. Hi, Presley. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Amazing. Oh, you know, still here and alive. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Still doing it. Still um, doing it. I love you so much. Um, <laughs> mostly because, no, I'm just kidding. But you, <laughs> um, not only have you fixed my skin like two or three times now, um, you also take my messages at like 11 p.m. when I'm like, I just picked up my face because I'm anxious and now I'm freaking out. And you're like, A, I don't know what you want me to do because I, <laughs> I live in a different province and yeah. B you should like you then you tisk me and you tell me that I shouldn't be doing that I know better and I know better and that's a whole mm. moment for everybody and, and then and then and then you go days where I anxiously text you being like oh my god I can't believe I did that so you put up with a lot you put up a lot from me <laughs> and I appreciate you for it um but for everyone who's listening uh who who has never uh, messaged you with a late night anxiety attacks. They picked their skin. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Well, um, <laughs> you're not the only one who messages <laughs> me late at night. Um, I think people are hoping that I'm actually asleep and not getting it right away. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm Presley McLashing. I am the owner of Presley Charlotte Skin Therapy in Moncton, New Brunswick. Um, I've been an esthetician for almost six years now, actually. Um, and I just, skincare has been like my favorite thing of, um, my, you know, aesthetics learning. So in, in college we learn everything, but skincare just took everything for me that I'm like, no, this is what I need to focus on. This is what it's going to be. Yeah. And you are extremely passionate about it and you're also very good at it. Like, thank you. <laughs> you know your stuff more than anyone I've ever spoken to ever about skin. It's, and, well, it's important to me to know it because <laughs> I don't want to be, you know, say something silly, right? And go back and be like, oh, actually, that was wrong, you know? So I, I'm trying to really hard to really like know my stuff, do research because things change. Things change in the medical community and that trickles down to me because it's about the body and the skin, right? So keeping up on it. So I will, I'll, I'll go to you and I'll be like, Hey, I just, you know, had a facial at this fancy spot or whatever. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you what they did. And I'm thinking like, I just spent so much money doing this. I'm so proud of myself. And then you're like, they did what? And then you <laughs> tell me why they shouldn't have done that. And I also love that you're just so vicious with it. You're, <laughs> you're, you don't hold back and you're like, no, like, um, so I, I love that you're feisty about skincare and I'm honestly so excited to talk to you about it. Um, before we get started, cause I know you, you feel the same way. Um, I, I wanted, I was excited to have you on here and I was excited to talk skincare because I wanted to talk skincare in the non-traditional sense, meaning we're all very aware, at least I I'm aware, I know you're aware, but I do like promoting that um, skincare is about health um, mm -hmm. and or can be about health. Like it's not about like, you know, the just what society thinks is beautiful and everything like that. Like I think all skin is beautiful. 
Um, I think that a lot of skin can be traced back to health and it's important that we take care of our whole being like mind and body and soul and spirit. And um, the skin is obviously a huge part of that, but also like all all skin is beautiful, like um, scars, blemishes. I don't like saying imperfections. I don't like using Mm -hmm. that kind of language. Like everyone's skin is different. There's texture and that's how skin should be. Um, Right. And I hate it when like I go and give talks to grade sixes and everyone's so worried about skin. They have acne, they have this, they have moles, they have freckles, they have whatever. And Mm -hmm. I just think like, oh my goodness, like, no, your skin is beautiful. It's just like, let's get it to where um, the healthy place for your skin should be, whatever that means to you. Exactly. um, So this, this whole conversation, I just want to, you know, start at the beginning, but just make clear that it's not about how to get flawless photoshop looking skin face tuned just because we think that's what is beautiful it's about (laughs) i I don't even have that (laughs) (laughs) but it's just about like taking care of your skin doing it for self-care doing it for mental health um Mm -hmm. you know even from the perspective of mental illness like sometimes when we're in an episode or feeling depressed one of the first things that can go for a lot of people is hygiene so and and sometimes a lot of anxiety will come through with picking at the skin and um, it's just kind of, we want to shift those negative coping mechanisms so that we don't touch the face so much and talk about what real skin is and things that you should look for in day-to-day and products and just that kind of conversation. So um, Mm -hmm. I just want to put it out there that this is an all skin type zone and we do not discriminate and we welcome all skin types here. So Mm -hmm. that sound good with you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, So just out of curiosity, like how did, how did you get into skincare? How did you know this is my passion? This is what I want to do. Um, very non-traditionally. So like I, I didn't grow up with a great routine from the get go. And I didn't, when I was in high school and, and middle school, when our skins are starting to change and we're trying to figure like, what is this? And how am I supposed to keep up with this? I, there wasn't really YouTube and like videos of you know these tutorials so you're kind of like going into it blind um my mom luckily she had a routine so she taught me at a young age you don't do this routine and and i thought nothing of it right i thought okay great you know i'll just do this routine and it's totally fine and then um you know high school hit i didn't wear makeup nothing like i was not into beauty at all in high school maybe I did my hair like once a year. (laughs) Um, and I get out of high school, I go to university, I have a plan and then I get a part-time job at the local drugstore that had a cosmetics counter. We're in the same town that I lived and went to university. So I'm working part-time. They put me on the cosmetics counter and I see this beautiful wall of skincare and I'm like, what is this? And where has it been my whole life? So I'm like, I'm looking over this whole wall and um, a lot of brands have little classes that they can send you their, like uh, the employees of these stores to, to talk about, you know, their specific brand, um, their specific products, what their technology is, right? So it's very brand focused, but I didn't get to go to a lot of those classes. So I had to do my research on my own. And so my research was not brand focused it became ingredient focused and it became, you know, this bottle says for dry skin. Why is that? This bottle says it's great for acne. Why is that? 
um, and so on. So I just, I took it upon myself to go looking through the, the web, going through the um, websites of these brands, seeing if they listed their ingredients and then like cherry picking ingredients to be like, I don't know what this word says. What is it? And why is it good in this product? And that's where it began is that, you know, learning the chemistry of a product, like everything that goes into this can manipulate your skin topically. Like that blew my mind. And it just went from there. <laughs> just, I, I don't know. I, just, I love talking to the passionate people and you are so passionate about skincare. And I know because I will try and talk you into products and then you just and I'm like, like, no, you will not entertain me whatsoever. And I just, it's like hysterical. Um, why do you think skin is such a huge factor when it comes to self-confidence? Well, the first thing is, it's the first thing you see, right? Um, you wake up in the morning, you go downstairs, you go to the washroom, you brush your teeth, you look in the mirror, there's your face, there's your skin. Immediately you're starting to look at it. You're going, do I like this about my skin? Do I not like this about my skin? What's popping out at me? How am I feeling about this? If something's present on the skin so say you have a breakout um like women do monthly right we have a cyclical breakout sometimes you know just seeing that might make you realize that oh did i do something wrong how am i going to fix this can everybody else see this too and then as soon as you start to think like if everyone else can see this then you start to go inward maybe you're not standing up so tall you're not speaking up as as much as you might have been um, you know, applying heavy makeups, heavier than you normally would have. It's just, it's all about what can the outer world see, you know, if I can see this. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it just, when you know, yeah. something's there, your brain's going and going and going. Yeah. It is, um, you know, you're, you look up, it's, you're, you're, you're engaging with someone and that's the first thing people see. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we, we talked a little bit about kind of beauty versus health and how it could be an insecurity going back to basics. Um, I think a lot of things that would aren't, we don't talk about enough. Well, you just mentioned one of them, which is like cyclic acne, like for our, that line up with a lot of people who have periods. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for anyone listening, who's from our uh, part of our younger audience, um, teens, like you're going through so many changes. Um, it's, it's definitely something like if, if you were having issues and it's uncomfortable, like there are people you can talk to, there's great people who can find resources. But I think it's just also part of the acceptance that your body is changing. And there's so yeah. many, so many things going on with your body that just know that so at least it takes like some pressure off you to what's mm -hmm. wrong. Yeah. With, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, you know what I mean? To have. A no. Exactly. Like everyone's going through that same change. Their bodies may react to it differently than yours, but it's still happening. And that's not going to be the only change your body goes through. You know, your body's going to go through a lot more changes, male and female, throughout your entire life. And your skin's going to do the same thing with it, right? It's a biological thing. Your whole body works together. Your skin's included in that. And it's definitely a little bit of in investigating because not all mm -hmm. skin issues are like surface related. Like you just, oh, you need something to dry out the acne or you just need something right. to clean it. It could be something deeper than that, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and that's like puberty is one of those things that's a 
immediately points out that there's something else going on, not just the surface. Um, uh, but at the same time, maybe you're a, you're a preteen and you weren't really taught that you still have to like wash your face day and night and moisturize. So maybe sometimes it's like both and they're fighting with each other, but your body can do some strange things like stress can pull it out, you know, um, anxiety, which of course adds to stress, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, lack of sleep, lack of sleep will make your skin do some very strange things, not just dark circles. Like it can pop up some really good ones. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. The, I was thinking of like biggest mistakes that people make with their skin. I think one of them is that like just neglecting to realize like dirty pillowcases. Um, mm-hmm. I know phones are a big one because you always tell me stop touching your face with your phone. <laughs> um, and I, one yeah. thing that I do that is awful um, and I'm going to blame you for it because it's usually when I'm texting you late at night. Uh, but it's, I'll be doing, I'll be in the bathroom doing my skincare. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll put mm-hmm. on like my serum or something. Then I'll pick up my phone, text, 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 put the phone down and then put, continue with my skincare. I've just contaminated <laughs> my entire skin. Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 So if you're not using like an alcohol wipe or spraying your phone down every 10 seconds, then yeah, there's a good chance there's something on the surface of your phone. You've just applied to fresh, clean skin and then sealed over that with a moisturizer. But in phone, I mean, there's no other way to like, not to, I mean, this isn't to create panic, but phones are dirty. Like think about where you take your phone, think about what you do with your phone and Mm -hmm. where, like where your hands have been. Like your, your phone is one of the dirtiest things probably outside of money that you carry. So it's just something to think about. Um, what are some other mistakes people make about their skin? Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, some of these are minor mistakes, so they're easily fixed. So um, one thing is sleeping in your makeup or even if you don't wear makeup, not washing your face and moisturizing before bed, you know, you've got the whole day's worth of dirt and pollution stuck to your skin now, plus the sweat and oil that your skin naturally produces anyway, no matter if you're sitting still or doing things. And then the dead skin that is starting to shed off, all of that's still stuck on the surface of the skin. So then you go to bed. It stays there. It kind of gets clung to your skin. The more oil you produce, your pores might fill up. But you're also transferring that to your pillow. So now your pillow is contaminated. And I don't know about you, but I don't sleep straight on my back all night. I'm going to just everything pressed up against my face. Right? I am. So making sure that your skin is clean means that you have less contamination being put on your pillow then the next night less contamination gets put back to your face so that's the importance of a washing your pillowcase weekly at least but washing your face day and night Um, another thing that people seem to like to do is look through a magnifying mirror Um, (laughs) magnifying mirrors are not really the best for at home. Um, a magnifying lamp is great for estheticians, but um, magnifying mirrors at home, if you're using it, say for um, makeup, so like you're doing your eyebrows or you're doing um, 
uh, winged eyeliner, right? And you want precision. I get that. I understand you might want a magnifying mirror, but if you finish that wing and it looks good and now all of a sudden you're doing this and you're looking around and you're poking and pro you're there too long. Get it out. Right? <laughs> it's good I, advice. No one can see you that close, right? So as soon as you're looking at yourself this close, that's just giving you a license to find things that you don't like. And the point is not to find things that you don't like. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being this close all the time to a mirror means that you're constantly focusing on, an, uh, you know, an imperfection, like you say, right. But like, take that mirror all the way back. Look at the whole picture. You know, it's actually good. So, um, <laughs> one thing, I think another mistake people make is just this one size fits all kind of thing when it comes to skincare. And I can tell you if someone, if someone asks me for like, Oh my gosh, you know, your skin is great or whatever. Can't like, what's your routine? I'm, I'm like, I'm not telling, like, I'll tell yeah. you, I'll tell you that I have a cleanser and then a toner mm -hmm. and a serum and a moisturizer. But yeah. in terms of like maybe like these are the products that I use, but I'm not saying that they're the ones for you. Like you need to go not talk to this person or this person. You need to go talk to an esthetician mm -hmm. and do your research and find out what's great for you. Like, uh, I think yeah. that's also a massive I'm one. I'm so glad you said that because that is, that is on my list <laughs> basically of like biggest mistakes because it's not a matter of, um, I went to this clothing store. I found this sweater. I think it would look really good on you. That's, you know, clothes are different. You can go in and try it on and say, yeah, I don't like it, you know, whatever. Or you can go in and be like, yeah, you're right. That, that's what it was great. But skincare is actually completely different because, you know, you're not just putting on a mask that you can just take off. You're putting on something that's going to cause a chemical reaction to your skin. So what works for you is not going to work for me. Um, what works for someone with oily skin is not going to work for someone with dry skin. Um, you don't know the sensitivity levels, right? So just saying that, oh, this is what I use works for me. So I recommend it to you. It'd be better to say, this is what I use. I really like it, but go seek professional advice for that. You know, um, anecdotal evidence as we've seen numerous times in the science community is just, it's not proof, right? So I'm going to be a little disturber right now and, hey. and cause a garbage fire. Okay. <laughs> Coconut oil. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say a word that's highly triggering for you. Coconut oil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so little background on the reason why it's popular is <laughs> in its form like coconut oil has been deemed to be antibacterial and it's probably true bacteria probably can't live in it but that's because it's oil bacteria can't live in oil they live in um, areas that can be oxygenated so like water Water has, contains oxygen in the molecules. It is a great breeding ground. So if you add some water to something, you immediately need a preservative now to protect that because that water can allow a bacteria to grow. So oil, 
doesn't. Problem with coconut oil and actually many plant oils is that they are very high in oleic um, and lauric acid. And what those acids do, they don't, they're not like the typical exfoliating acids, so they're not like glycolic or lactic, but what they do is they actually kind of irritate the pore. And if you are already someone that's prone to clogging, now you've got irritated skin, your pore is irritated, it's shedding more, but you now you've got oil clogging that and causing an inclusive barrier. Nothing can get out now. So I, I don't see why it's helpful <laughs> in any way. <laughs> it just makes no sense. <laughs> oh, you are holding back so much right now, and it is so cute. Yeah. Um, we haven't even gotten to the good stuff. Yeah. I looked over those questions, girl. It's going to get good. <laughs> um, okay. Is I mean... I just, I honestly think everyone should just go to you. I just, you no. I wish I could be everywhere. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. But not, not even that. Like you, you have fixed my skin numerous times over FaceTime, like over just and video, video honestly, call. That is really difficult for me because I, I, I go by touch. I yes. need to feel what you're talking about too, because you could say I feel texture, but what does that texture mean? Does that mean that right. do you feel blackheads? Or do you feel large bumps? Right, that's true. Or is it dry skin, right? So like... I guess you'd have to have trust. Like I, I sent you a bajillion pictures and I mm-hmm. just... Yeah, but for for everyone listening and they're they're thinking like, you know what? Like I should dedicate um, some some time and money to an esthetician just to get my skin checked out and see if what I'm, do, what I'm doing every single day is just setting me back or if I'm actually helping myself. What mm-hmm. are some things to look for when people are looking for an esthetician? education. And I say this um, because in the States, so if you're, if you're in the States, you can pretty much guarantee that the majority of the States are regulated. So you'll have someone who's gone through the necessary schooling, the necessary examinations, and hopefully if they're focusing on skincare, they're also doing their own due diligence of upgrading that knowledge. Um, but in Canada, unfortunately, two, maybe three provinces are regulated. Um, so I know for sure that New Brunswick is um, because I have to have a license in order to practice and Nova Scotia is because they have to have a license in order to practice. Um, and you can't just apply for it and pay a fee. It's something that you have to go through 1300 hours of um, training, practical and theoretical over a span of 35 weeks at minimum, and then pass a, what you would probably call it a state board exam. From then on, you can be hired at a salon or work for yourself with a license, but you still need to do your due diligence and keep up with that. But outside of these provinces, I think Manitoba might be the third one with an association. I'm not really sure. Um, The other provinces don't. So you don't have to go to school. Okay. It's good to know. To to do it. So if you're going to book you know, booking a consult is different. You can listen to what they're saying and your gut feeling will tell you if maybe they know what they're talking about or not. But if you're booking an appointment like an acid peel, you want to know that person knows what they're doing or lasers or microderm or any kind of machine because they're not regulated properly. You want to know that that person knows exactly how to use that machine, especially on you. Skin tones also certain machines you cannot use on darker skin versus lighter skin. You need to go through the education to know that. 
So look for someone qualified and educated. I had no idea of any of that stuff. That's so helpful. Um, it's scary. <laughs> it is. Scary. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of people self-isolating right now and they're mm-hmm. home and they've got all the time on their hands in the world. But also at the same time, a lot of people are struggling with their mental health and mm-hmm. it's routines are all out of whack. Um, and it's just, it's hard to like, I know it's hard for me because I have a skincare routine, but it's even hard for me to stick to it. Like, cause I don't know, your day is structured so different now and it's just like madness. Oh, yeah. um, what do you think for, is our ideal routine? Like what is at least the bare minimum that we should be doing to take care of ourselves and take care of skin so that when this is all over and we see people, we feel good about ourselves. Right. So the bare minimum is wash your face day and night, moisturize and use sunscreen. If you can handle adding an extra step, I would say something with hyaluronic acid. So a serum that hydrates because you want to keep the hydration levels up. That's going to keep your skin looking a little healthier. Um, Dehydration tends to look, I don't want to say ill, but like tired and kind of black. Um, But that's a third step that if you can't bother to do more than just wash your face and put on a cream, just do that at least. Um, That's going to definitely make a whole difference if versus if you did nothing. Right. So, um, and if you're going to go outside, like it's been really nice um, for a few days, make sure you wear your sunscreen because sun damage is a hard thing to treat later. So wash your face in the morning, sunscreen right away. Wash your face at night, moisturizer, go to bed. How horrified were you when I sent you that picture of my sunburn? <laughs> Couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I've told her this. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I let you down so bad. Uh, you look good now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh my God, that was bad. Um, uh, but yeah, I am, you know what? It happens It sometimes. It's all, mm-hmm, 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 it happens. Mm-hmm, it, it happens. <laughs> um, what are some things that like anyone could just have lying around the house that they could slap on and make a night out of it? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, but, <laughs> well... <laughs> Not a lot. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, if you have an aloe plant, like aloe is not going to hurt your skin, but it is miss- like just straight up aloe is missing a lot of things that your skin does need. So I wouldn't put a weight into that, um, but it is calming and soothing, cooling, right? So that kind of calming, soothing feeling might make you feel a little bit better about that day. Um, but my tip honestly, is ice. Make sure you have a tray full of ice in your freezer because if you have a breakout or something and you're like, I don't have a mask, I don't have a treatment, I don't know what I'm going to do, don't do this. Go grab the ice and ice it because that coolness is going to take that sensation away. For anyone Mm -hmm. listening uh, to the podcast, she said, don't do this, meaning like pinch your skin and poke your skin. (laughs) Uh, Go for the ice cubes. You always tell me ice. You always told me that. You're like ice, 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 baby. (laughs) Ice, ice, baby. (laughs) Um, No, that's like a great tip because I mean, like (laughs) no matter where, like where you are in your house self-isolating, I mean, you can make ice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
it's so easy. And, you know, like breakouts itch. That's why we want to pick at them because we can feel them. Ice numbs it. So. I like that. Super easy. Good tip. Um, what about, can we talk about some skincare myths? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's do that. This Throw them at me. <laughs> Get the notes out. Hey, skincare myth. So I've got my notebook out. I've listed off the ones that I'm seeing the most recently. Um, and a few of the ones that I've had a hard time trying to like get through to someone over. Um, so the first one is that natural is better. It's not. Um, 100% natural actually means that you have more likely um, a product there with a lot more irritants or allergenic ingredients. Um, if you're like me and you have seasonal allergies, there's a good chance you could break out to something allergically. Um, also, natural ingredients, again, they're naturally irritating because that plant is designed by nature to survive. So what happens is a lot of things that are on that plant, so if you're getting like essential oils, um, from the leaves, the roots, the stems, you know, that's that plant's protection. Essential oils are very caustic to the skin. They can actually burn the skin. They're not meant to be put on the skin. Um, and if you see a product that has an essential oil in it, it has to be at a very low concentration to not be irritating. Um, again, going along, like piggybacking on that chemical free. <laughs> this is a big one. <laughs> <laughs> chemical free does not exist. <laughs> so, um, I saw a post yesterday on Instagram and it was, unfortunately it was an esthetician, um, <laughs> who, <laughs> who was wearing a sweater that said, um, what did it say? Spread love, not chemicals. And I thought, okay, see where you're going with this. But now I'm going to have to ask you to hold your breath because you're spreading chemicals everywhere. Carbon dioxide, we breathe it out. It's a chemical. Oxygen, we breathe it in. It's a chemical. Water, we drink it. It's a chemical. The ingredient does not mean, it does not equal toxicity. It's the dosage. So anything in nature is called organic chemistry, chemicals you know, it's your dosage. So you, you can actually, with water, um, poison yourself if you drink too much of it. Your body can't handle that. Same as um, certain vegetables. If you eat too much, you're going to cause an allergic reaction. Strawberries is one of those things that if you eat so many of them, it's toxic to you. So, you know, this whole idea of chemical-free and non-toxic beauty you need to under, you need to put parameters more parameters around that and understand like that's not regulated that's not something that is regulated and um, the other myth is that we don't have enough regulations on cosmetics that's not true we have plenty the ones that don't have enough regulations are the all natural products because they think that oh well because i don't have something lab made now i don't have to go through these clinical tests to make sure that it's safe you still should be doing that but they don't most often, right? So it's, it's all about not thinking, you know, if it didn't come from the earth, it's not good. It's not true. Not true at all. 
Um, I, I noticed that a lot because I take, you know, medication for mental health and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just, there'll be instances where people will be like, oh, you should just take magnesium or vitamin C. And I'll say, well, I can't because they interact with my medications and their mm-hmm. response is, well, they can't interact because they're natural. And I'm like, but <laughs> they, they actually like natural supplements can mm-hmm. interact with anything. Yeah. You can overdose on vitamins. Um, yeah. So like, that's something interesting too. I think that a lot of people need to realize because it, it really, really pisses me off because it's like, mm-hmm. it's, I'm like, it's my body. Like you don't think I've done research. You don't think I have doctors who do research. Like it's, it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. Okay. Sorry. Go on. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that was another one was supplements because beauty supplements are, are having some big trend for some reason right now. Um, I understand that like, it would be really awesome to take a pill and then look great. Right. That's not what happens. So, um, the biggest ones are collagen supplements. Collagen cannot create new collagen. You need a diet that actually has some vitamin A, some protein, some vitamin C, you know, you need, you need a balanced diet for that. So collagen cannot create new collagen, but very few studies have shown that a minute amount of people can actually see benefits in like hydration levels. That's a very small number of people. So if your collagen is $80 a month, I would skip it. You know, just maybe make boil some bones from a chicken you had the night before, make some soup, get your collagen that way. Um, other beauty supplements, cause natural health products aren't regulated either. So um, your, I want to say your vitamins, most vitamins have a drug number, so that's fine. But like your herbal supplements, um, your supplements that are going to say like great for acne. So there's some beauty supplements that are good for, good for acne. And the problem with that is that they're not regulated enough to know that that's actually safe to take. Um, you can actually overload your liver doing things like that. A lot of nutrients that are fat soluble will actually store in your body and then you're, you're heading to a slow overdose. Um, and then the other thing is that a lot of these brands like to create what is called a proprietary blend. And because they're not as regulated as a drug, they, can't, they can actually refuse to disclose what's in that proprietary blend so you don't even know what you're taking. So how do you know if it's going to react to, like you said, a medication that you're taking that you have to take for your mental health? You know, you can't risk that. I can't, you know, and, and the problem with these beauty supplements is a lot of estheticians are, are jumping on board. So if you're going back to what to look for in an esthetician, if you're going somewhere and immediately they're saying, take the supplement, I would probably be like, "Mm, I'm going to talk to my doctor first, right? That would be the best scenario. I'm not a doctor and I'm not a dietitian. I'm not going to cut anything out of your diet, you know, if I'm not absolutely certain, which I'm not. I, I do skin, <laughs> right? Um, so beauty supplements is a big thing right now and it's a big myth. It's a big myth because it, they don't work. <laughs> they actually don't. Um, yeah. Um, what are your, okay, well, you kind of, 
Yeah. I think, okay. So top products to avoid coconut oil, beauty supplements. Mm -hmm. Um, soap. Um, so. Oh, what about those like, those like oxy, like, Oh, uh, stingy pads. Yeah. I would, I would not advise those. They are soaked, um, in a lot of exfoliating acids. Um, and they're, you know, the jars would say use them daily and that that'll just destroy your barrier, right? Completely. Um, so I wouldn't use those at all. I would, if you're going to use an acid product, that's going to help treat things like dark spots or acne or, you know, insert condition here, basically. Um, I would opt for a serum. And if you're going to get one from your esthetician, um, follow the direction she gives you or he, um, and not necessarily use it day and night. You want to protect that barrier. What I would do personally is I would probably use it for two to three nights on two to three nights off so that you're, you're still protecting your barrier. Um, another thing is the Clarisonic brushes, those facial brushes. Um, they will rip your top layer skin right to pieces. And if you use those twice a day, you'd be no better off than using an OxyPad twice a day. Like, it's just, it's totally going to rip your barrier. It's just the things you don't, that you think that you, you think the things you're doing are right. And that was one Mm -hmm. of my biggest wake up calls when you first started helping me and we went through my entire repertoire of skincare and we went Mm -hmm. through every minute of the day that I dedicate to skincare what I do and my biggest thing was like I can't believe I'm investing in all these products and I'm trusting that they'll work and I know and I I think I'm doing the right thing because I don't know it's just what I'm told or what I see or marketing or whatever because marketing is a big one (laughs) yeah you you have educated me so much on marketing um just how people will make names sound like so nice and then they're really not for your skin. But, you know, I was, I got sucked into that. And then mm-hmm. when you broke everything down and I realized kind of it's, it's a lot better for my budget. What the, the routine you put me on, like I spend, mm-hmm. I spend less money on things that are right for me and that work than I was on things. Yeah. That I just, I thought what that I thought were working and that were the best. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like the, the trends that I see on, you know, Instagram and YouTube is that, you know, they're paid to talk about a lot of stuff that they're showing and some of it's expensive. And a lot of this is a lot of steps and honestly, not very many people need that many steps. Um, I kind of broke it down for someone once that if they were to go to Sephora, for example, and pick out a routine or ask them because they're going to, they're going to direct you right straight to their best sellers, right? Which are not necessarily either going to be good for your skin or good for your budget. So comparing that to what I would give them, it ended up being a lot cheaper. I'm not saying that the products that I have are cheap. No, 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 no. But it would save them a lot more money. Like don't like my skincare products. You you know what I use. It it's not mm-hmm. like it's they're good. They're high quality. Um, mm-hmm. But I just mean you know I if I was purchasing twenty products before now yeah. I'm purchasing nine. 
And those yeah. nine do more for me than those 20 did. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And nine is a good routine. Like that's a pretty substantial uh, routine. So I, I don't see why you would need more than nine. Um, any advice for anyone who's just looking to form a routine and just don't know where to start? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So skin types aside, you want a gentle cleanser. So if you're going to go for a gel, I would um, go for soap free. So that would mean um, no Castile soap, um, no, I wrote down the term, um, it's, it'll usually be like listed as um, saponified coconut oil. And cocomide betaine, I do believe, or it'll be like a, a, a soap version of coconut oil. It'd be like cast oil soap, but for coconut oil, you want to avoid um, ingredients like that. You want to avoid um, if sodium hydroxide is your second ingredient in the product, then there's a good chance it's soap. Um, if sodium hydroxide is like your 13th ingredient, it's a good chance it's just a pH balancer. Um, sulfates don't usually bother a lot of people. So it'd be fine if you have a sulfate in it. Milk cleansers are the best ones for, in my opinion, they don't strip your skin. Um, they're super gentle, but once you've washed your face, um, something hydrating. So with hyaluronic acid in it or sodium PCA, that's what you would want in a serum. Um, vitamin C is a great one for daytime serum as well. If you can get vitamin C and hyaluronic acid combined, that'd be perfect. And then for your moisturizer, again, daytime lightweight sunscreen. Um, and nighttime, if you're a little more on the oily side, I would go for oil-free. Um, and if you're a little on the dry side, I wouldn't worry about oil-free at all, but you want just a nice lightweight moisturizer. That would be your basic routine. That's so helpful. I hope, I hope that so. everyone, li- no, I hope so. I I'm, <laughs> Listen, I am just like, these are the questions that I asked you when I first came to you and uh, you were helping me out and I had a lot of skin issues and you helped me fix them and, and also helped me develop a routine that worked better for my skin. And it's helping with my confidence. It's helping with my mental health. And so I thank you um, for all of that. And I thank you for sharing all of your secrets here today. I know you have more, but I do, um, you know, if I'll link, (laughs) I'll put down in the description box where people can find you. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that you do like give some uh, like help over FaceTime and everything. um, And you have rates. So I'll make sure I include all of that. And just thank you so much for having this talk with me because I find it all very interesting. And I also just love, watching you uh kind of just <laughs> Go <through it>. just just <laughs> just tell us everything and like you're so knowledgeable and I just love listening to you talk and like because you're just so passionate about it and I love seeing people like that so thank you so much thanks for having me <laughs> all right I'll talk to you very soon okay bye bye